Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Pick for him, Chris. Not even the 95th pick, which I don't. is practically a fourth. I don't. You and don't the- think of Omar Khan shrewd that he, he wouldn't say this to his own players. You don't think he says to Brett Veach, hey, Brett, his numbers stunk because look at our quarterbacking situation. The guy when he had well, he was ben hurt Ro- too. The guy when he had Ben Roethlisberger was a thousand plus yard receiver and was very was highly productive. He could also. I'm. I'm not. I understand like that. Brett Veach's response would be the numbers are the numbers, and then Omar Khan would say, hey, put on the tape. Is he open or is he not but, open on every play? Right. But if you're the Chiefs, and you prove that you don't need Tyree Kill to win Super Bowls, do you want to give up a pretty good pick for somebody who right now does not have the best reputation around the NFL? And it's going to want to put up his numbers. I mean, how bad is his contract? reputation around the league? Seriously. Because if a lot of it is a function of, was I getting the ball enough, basically, I'm frustrated with my quarterback play. I don't know how other teams might view him. They might just say, bring, if, for example, if you're the Chiefs, bring him in. He's Mr. Re- like, he's Mr. Reliable. Yeah, but I think there's a, uh, Chris, I think there's a difference between, okay, we'll get him into our, we'll get him into our facility and he'll have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid calling plays. And he'll put up numbers and some of the baggage that comes with him and his demands to put up numbers and stats. We'll deal with that if we're giving up a fourth or more fifth of round a, pick. Mm. When you're talking about a second or third, that's a different story. I think when you're talking about the 95th pick in the draft for Deontay Johnson and the Steelers are covering some of the money, they have to eat it. And it's only $10 million, which is less than you paid MVS. I think it would be uh, okay, let me rational a- for them. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that Deontay Johnson's a better receiver than Brandon Cook's? I think he's much closer than you would suggest. But do you think he's better? Even. I think they're almost the same player. Okay, so they're fair enough. I'll, I'll, for the sake of argument, I'll agree with you on that. Okay. Cooks got traded from Houston to Dallas, with two years left on his deal last off season, coming off a year where he put up almost similar numbers in Houston's offense because they had the same problem as the Steelers. They didn't get good quarterback play before uh-huh. Stroud showed up. Dallas gave up a fifth and sixth round pick for him. Which is if you combine them into one pick, maybe a fourth. I mean, I can't explain that one. And they got two years of them. I, I can't explain that one other than to say Brandon Cooks gets traded so much that maybe there's just a Usually he was, effect. For years he was getting traded for firsts. He I know. was getting traded for top picks. I still think you can get the 95th pick at bare minimum for him. Like, and I think the Chiefs would be willing to court the headache for a guy that, frankly, has proven a lot more in the NFL than Kadarius Tony. Who well, they I was just, just going to ask you, with. maybe they've learned their lesson. But do from they think the Deontay's? Do they think Deontay's a headache compared to him? Not only was we, we talk about Deontay jo- uh, Johnson having some drops, especially two years ago, not so, not as much this past year. Kadarius Tony had like one game where he had a season's worth of drops. 
He was dropping the ball directly into oh, Brian Branch's they, hands. They led the league in drops during the regular season, and then magically, once the playoffs started, everybody caught every ball. It was insane. It was like your Jamar Chase theory that he was dropping balls in his rookie preseason on uh, purpose to dummy the rest of the league into thinking he stunk. No, I just I think that they would view Deontay Johnson as a much lower risk than a Kadarius Tony. Like Tony said, oh, they I'm not hurt. They don't want me playing. Like Johnson's hey. biggest crimes in Pittsburgh are being pissed at Mitch Trubisky, who sucks, and being pretty openly frustrated with Kenny and vouching for Mason Rudolph with whom he scored points. I just think most of those problems go away when you are playing with the greatest quarterback of all time, potentially. It just seemed like there was a toxic nature to the Steelers' offense late in the season, and most of it came from out of the wide receivers' room, and they hired a coach. Wait a minute. Was it toxic because those guys were – hold on, because this is what frustrates me. Were they causing the toxicity, or was the lack of quarterback play, quality quarterback play causing it? I don't blame Trubisky or Pickett for the lack of hustle plays and the way those guys acted in those games. It, it, it obviously was a reason why they did it, but that's still not reason enough to act. Okay, it doesn't excuse their behavior, but does their behavior happen if they are – I'll just ask you this. Did you see any of that from them when Rudolph took over? Uh, No. In fact, you saw them doing the opposite. Johnson with a hustle play to – an inadvertent one, but a hustle play to touch you the ball out of bounds. But, but, Pickens finishing But you blocks. don't think that Rudolph is going to be their starting quarterback this year, so what would lead you to believe that those behavioral issues would go away? If you brought them both back. Well, that's why I would be open to trading Deontay Well, Johnson. that's why I'm saying I think I think these, these insiders are hinting at a Deontay Johnson trade because they know that it's more likely than not that Pickett is their starting quarterback and that Johnson is going to want to put up numbers, and I don't and blame him do for it. this. And he probably won't do it Because he wants to get paid again. Yes. It's not going to happen in this offense. So he's not going to be a happy camper. Yeah, I, I'm not disputing any of that. I just the thing I am going to put just keep pushing back against is I'm not going to blame a receiver who frankly has more of a track record in this league than the quarterback who's going to likely be throwing him the ball if he's here next year for being frustrated by it. I'm just I'm not going to default to ah diva wide receiver being a diva wide receiver. What do you expect? They got some of the most inept quarterback play in the league for the majority yeah, of last but, season. But, but Johnson was Johnson was doing this stuff even when before Pickett took over as the quarterback. Was he doing it when Ben was here though? No, no, not really. He wasn't. Who is Ben most analogous? Who? Which quarterback of Ben Trubisky, Pickett, even Rudolph is Patrick Mahomes most analogous to? Ben, yeah, because he's great. I just don't think that it would be a problem for him elsewhere. I think he would be, and to the discussion we're having, I think that makes him an attractive trade candidate and possibly worth more in a deal than otherwise would be expected. Even with the Brandon Cooks comp, which I'll I'll concede the point, it's a good comp by you. uh, I don't think the Steelers would trade him for that little. I think think they would even put up with the potential... difficulties of having him back for another year if that's all they could get for Johnson I think in that scenario they would ride it out with him but it's he didn't participate in any training camp stuff because he thought that he was going to get an extension from the Steelers and he did I don't see any way he gets another deal from this team I would agree with that like they're going to prioritize Fryermuth, I think they're going to prioritize well, they're going to give Harris a fifth-year deal that's not going to come with any extension off of that, but Mason Rudolph even, I mean, I just, I don't see it very high on their list of priorities. No, I think they, no, I, I don't think it is. By the way. So uh, he's going to want to protect himself, just like he did last time. 
I, I don't. I, I, think I don't think gonna it's going to. I don't think it's going to go over as well this summer. Is what I'm saying. I think he's going to get dealt. Uh, by the way, point of order: the Chiefs, when they acquired Tony, who was a first-round pick, of course, uh, by the Giants, the hundredth pick, a third rounder, so the hundredth pick, and then a sixth rounder. Yeah, I know, and I think that people will. Bring, who had who had done nothing? Well, to that and point. I think people will bring up Chase Claypool and say, if you could get the the thirty second overall pick in the draft for Chase Claypool, why can't you get a second for Johnson? Because for as little as I think or we all think of Claypool, he was much younger, and there were there were more years left on the contract, and they were ch- there were cheap years. I think this he, is one year at ten million. I'll go on the record as well. They paid MVS eleven million. I mean, the only difference there is MVS when he actually catches the ball is a true deep threat. Deontay's more of a guy who's an underneath wiggle run after the catch. I will go on record as saying this. I think if he does get traded, and my gut's telling me that he will. The debate's going to end up being more about can they get either pick 64 or 95 and not can they even get 95 for him from the if it's to the Chiefs. All right. I mean, I just I I put myself in a GM shoes. If my two options were I give up a third, a second or third round pick for Deontay Johnson and then keep him for a year and extend him or just ride him out as a rental or I can not give up a pick and I can sign Tyler Boyd for like three years, 21 million dollars or something like that. I'm going to. Well, it'll be, it'll be more expensive what than if, that. Hold on, but though. you know what I mean. Hold on, though. If you're Brett Veach, what stops you from doing the following? Because it took Rashi Rice, who I think is going to be really good, a little while to, to accom- like assimilate into that offense and figure it out. What stops you from bringing in Deontay Johnson, who's probably turnkey for one year, understanding that's what you're doing, drafting another receiver still, and then – Hey, Johnson helps you three-peat. It's worth the squeeze. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, the fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, joins us right now. Steve, Steelers insiders are hinting at a Deontay Johnson trade. What do you think they could reasonably get back for him in a deal? Oh, what are the insiders saying? Maybe a third at this point? I don't know. Well, he threw out there Johnson for the Chiefs' third-round pick. Yeah, I mean, I think a three is probably reasonable. I mean, the I like Deontay Johnson. I think he's a good player. It, you know, when they when they paid him the 18-plus million, I was saying, okay, here's you know, he's a guy that – Forget the, the 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 red zone or touchdown numbers. I know have been an issue, but he's a good route runner. He's not terribly explosive, big play threat. But he's a good receiver, you know. And I, I don't know if that's worth the eighteen plus in this market. So maybe a third sounds reasonable. But then, yeah, then you've got work to do to to get the receiving core back up to back up to par. How is the free agent receiving pool? I like it at the top with guys that are potentially never going to hit the market, right? So T. Higgins probably going to get franchise tagged. Mike Evans, I think he'll hit the market, but that's going to be, you know, for teams really looking to win now, you know, on a, you know, for the next two or three years, I think that's where Evans is. I think Michael Pittman Jr., he's very good, but similar to Deontay Johnson and probably gets franchise tagged by Indianapolis. The thing that scares me about the receiver market is that next tier of receiver, the Gabe Davises and Darnell Mooney's of the world. I don't know if they're 
worth 12 to 16 million or whatever the range potentially could be for those guys. But there might be, there might be deals to be had if you could get those guys in the eight to $10 million range where they become really good value. So I think it, it depends on how it shakes out. The second tier of receiver over the last couple of years though, has scared me a little bit for how much you have to pay for those types of guys. Steve, I don't, I preface this question by saying I do not ask this flippantly or as a joke or to be sarcastic. Say they do trade Deontay Johnson. What evidence do we have that a team where Arthur Smith is the offensive coordinator even needs to address receiver if they have one other guy left like a George Pickens? Because everything I read about Arthur Smith and think about his offense is you've got two running backs, you've got a tight end, you pretty much only need one receiver because that's all there's room for. So if you go back to the, the Titans years, um, when, I, when I'm talking about the free agent receivers and I'm talking about the, the second tier of receiver that gets paid, one of the guys who comes to mind was Corey Davis, who was on the Titans as the number two, really nice compliment to A.J. Brown. He goes to the open market with the Jets and gets that 15, 16 million a year, whatever it was at the time. Um, they did have a good offense in Tennessee, made it to the AFC championship. I know that's kind of what Arthur's hanging his hat on, but they rejuvenated Ryan Tannehill and they did use the tight ends pretty well. They did feature A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry in those offenses, but the number two receiver was pretty important there. They did have to take pressure off those guys in the past game. And Corey Davis, I think, you know, had a couple decent seasons there with, with Arthur Smith. So um, I, I do think you need more than just the one. Um, it is nice having one elite receiver. You know, however you think of George Pickens as that guy, I'd still rather see more than just Pickens. But, yeah, that's where I would go back as far as Arthur Smith's offense goes. With, with the Titans, they did have a pretty solid number two in Corey Davis. Steve, it sounds more and more like the big-name quarterback is not going to come here. Obviously not Cousins. Field's going to get traded somewhere else. I'm going to give you six quarterback names to pair with Kenny Pickett. You tell me which one you like the best from the following list. Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy G, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph. Oh, who were the second and third ones again? Tannehill, Tannehill, Jimmy G, Gardner Minshew, yeah. Jacoby Brissett, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph. Jeez, I know, I know Rudolph did nice, was nice down the stretch for the offense, but I'm not, I'm still not sold. I, I liked Mason Rudolph coming out, but I don't know. I, I don't, I think that was more coincidence than anything that the offense was all of a sudden a three game juggernaut. Um, I like Minshew as a backup. I think I would go Tannehill. I would maybe take the Tannehill shot. But, oh, he might be cooked, too. I hate this position. Do we have to do this every week? This is terrible. Well, I can I can ask you something about another position on the field if you'd like. I mean, along those <laughs> no. lines, Steve, do you, do you think that the Steelers have the worst quarterback situation in the league? No, it's just it's just when you're in that middle ground and you don't have the, the top pick, right? And that, that's why last week I chose Mystery Box. You know, give me Bo Nix or give me Michael Penix just yep. because – Kenny Pickett was mystery box a couple of years ago. And it's like, all right, we've, we've had two years. And if he's not the guy, fine, let's move on. I, I, that's why I just keep saying, just, just keep drafting quarterbacks because you'll stumble into one at some point because you just, you just don't want to be in this situation all the time. I'm joking about not having to answer this question, but it just shows how difficult it is when you don't have a legit game changer at QB because the goal isn't to just get a starter, right? Kenny Pickett could be a good solid NFL starter, but even if he does that this year, do you really want just a starter? You want a game changer. And so you have to keep 
taken shots at finding the next game changer, or at least a guy who's a high-end QB on a rookie contract. More likely that the Steelers find true uh, slot value at pick 20 in the offensive tackle class or the cornerback class, Steve? I think both are pretty strong. The corner class has, what, five names or so that are getting talked about in the first round, maybe six. Um, I think because if you look at every mock draft, there's a lot of offensive players going in the top eight to ten picks. I think there's really good corner value potentially um, dependent on where the Quinion Mitchells from Toledo, where they fall, Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama, Nate Wiggins from Clemson, depending on where they fall. I like that corner class. I think the tackles, there's a chance that there's a bigger run on some of those guys, that they go in the top 10, top 15. So I would say corner at the moment looks like there'll they'll be better value based off how the draft board they're shaking out right now. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Steve. I can't wait for more QB questions next week. I love you guys. For 30 o'clock, it is time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. It's also time for the Donnie Football Debrief. Take it away, Donnie. The Debrief, February 22, 2024. Jack Collinsworth is out as the voice of Notre Dame football. Uh, this is according to Andrew Marshawn of The Athletic. Uh, Jason Garrett will remain as the color commentator, but the Fighting Irish and NBC are bringing back Dan Hicks, who worked in that role. I love that. Don't let the door ago. hit you where the good Lord split you, Jack. And it looks uh, like that's the only change to their college football uh, coverage on NBC. It'll be Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge again. Uh, after the rave reviews they got. It looks like Collinsworth will still do his sideline stuff with uh, Football Night in America and such as well. He he just was terrible on those broadcasts. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care. I actually am not sorry. You know what? If anyone thinks I'm being too hard on a guy who got his job in large measure because of who his dad is, feel free if I ever lose my job to just dunk on me endlessly. Jack Collinsworth was underqualified, under-talented for the position that he was in. He didn't deserve to have the job. I'm glad he doesn't have that particular job anymore. And I don't even feel remotely bad about saying it. And it's got to be a big blow for him because he's a Notre Dame alum. I think both the Collinsworth Do you know how bad you have to suck at the job to be a Notre Dame alum and they don't even want to keep you on the broadcast? One of them played there, but I don't think it was Jack. I think it was his brother who was a safety about 10 years ago now. So from that standpoint, taking him off that assignment uh, that he's livid because he wants to call his alma mater's games, I wonder how Chris Collinsworth takes it. And it makes me think, is Collinsworth the elder, the dad, you know, how much longer is he going to be at NBC? You know, if, if Chris Collinsworth is seen as like their top analyst and someone that they want to have call their games until he's ready to retire 10 years from now, I don't think they're they're basically firing his son off of Notre Dame football games. Even with the, uh, he's you're right. There's I can't even say mediocre. He's just he's just not a play by play. He's dreadful. Guy. He was dreadful at the job uh, as a desk guy in all those roles. Pretty much dreadful. Well, well I think he's still going to do NFL like the the sideline show where he's talking before the game. Yeah. Okay, I'll just say this: if Chris Collinsworth suddenly wants to be done now or or get a ramp here an off ramp, is that Wait a minute. Did somebody start hitting Greg Olson's music? 
I'd put Greg Olson with Tariko on Sunday Night Football in a heartbeat. So I would not be opposed to that. I still think that Chris Collinsworth is good, though. I think Chris Collinsworth's very good. I think I have said this. It's one of my most common Mulsey takes. The fact that virtually every fan base hates Chris Collinsworth and thinks he hates their favorite team is proof positive that he is good at his job. If everyone hates you, it's because you're probably telling the truth about their team, good or bad. And if he wants to be done, they'll be losing a good analyst. They can replace him with one of the few guys who I think is, is as good or better in Greg Olson. I think that's how good Olson's been. And Tariko would be a perfect foil for Olson. Because Tariko can joke around a little bit, but he's largely about, hey, I'm Mike Tariko and I'm calling one of like what is now, at worst, the second biggest game on every week's schedule. Because now Aikman and Buck have given that cachet to Monday Night Ball again. But like that's Sunday Night Football is a huge bleeping deal. So put Tariko with a guy who's all business. Because Collinsworth would try to joke around, but he loved to analyze. He was a serious analyst. Put him with a guy that's also a serious analyst and let Greg Olson shine. I wonder if most weeks Sunday Night Football does a better rating than, I think it does. than the top 425 game. I think it does. I think Sunday Night Football is usually the most like the most watched thing of the week. I'm all, Donnie, you can check that probably pretty easily, but I'm almost positive Sunday Night Football does huge monster numbers. Well, you still have other games going off at 4 o'clock too, which That's the other thing, the, the 425 game, it isn't the only one. So the top 425 game that's getting that, na it's still not getting usually that full national audience. There's usually at least one other game that's being shown in two other cities. Yeah, the one thing, though, that uh, Sunday Night Football runs into, though, is that East Coast audience, not all of them hang around for the entire game, whereas you start a game at 425 and people are watching the whole thing. Yeah, Collinsworth stinks. I'm happy that they, uh, not, not, let me just say this too, though. It's not like Jason Garrett's, uh, making anybody close their eyes and think they're listening to John Madden no, I don't when think, he's doing their games. I don't think Jason Garrett's very good, but I think Jason Garrett looks a damn side better when you're comparing him to Jack Collinsworth. I don't know, man. Like You know, you don't hear me going on and on about nepotism with Noah Eagle because I think Noah Eagle's excellent already at the job. I'm a little bit surprised that Donnie didn't uh, go with the new NCAA football 2025 news that came out today. Each player getting six hundred bucks. Yeah, I thought game. about that one. That was that was the second option. Six hundred bucks. That's it. And a free copy of the game. And a free copy. That enough? No. I don't think. But so. they. But all one hundred and thirty-four schools. But I feel like there's room are for in it the to game. Grow. Yeah. And every single think so about 600, it. So six hundred. So. You're the third. How much money is EA Sports spending for this? So each team has how many guys? Hundred plus, like some colleges probably roster. I don't think they'll put. I don't think they'll put walk-ons on the game. They'll probably have it. I don't know. Think about that though. But if you play for the team, are you not then on the team? I mean, you. I don't remember the old college football games, 10, 15 years ago having. Let's just set it know, at six a, quarterbacks. Okay, let's set it at a roster. raw number. Man, imagine that blow in. to the confidence. Like you're all excited to get this game. You check it, and you're just not on the roster. You're not okay, on there. Then let's let's cap it at how about this? Ninety players per team. All right, just for argument's sake. Because aren't scholarships usually in the high eighties? Yeah, well, that's twelve thousand players. So 90, 90 12,000 players at six hundred a pop. What's twelve thousand times six? That's over seven million dollars. You know what, though? When you think about it, it's still not that much money for EA Sports. It really... I, let's be honest here, man. If that game sells like anyone has an inkling it might sell, they're going to make 
just an ungodly amount of money. See, I have no, I have no um, context for how much money they make off a video game. Okay, so like uh, all people do is complain about Madden now. Does that okay. mean that it doesn't make any Hold money on. anymore? I'm just gonna humor me here. I'm not using a perfect comparison because this is one of the most popular video games of all time. But this is gonna be one of the most anticipated sports video games ever released. Would you agree? Yep. Grand Theft Auto V across all platforms has sold as of November of this past year of 23 190 million copies and what's the at the outset it was going off at probably 60 bucks a rip maybe 70 wow special editions you might have been making more you they made Rockstar probably cleared well over a half billion dollars in profit from that game forget about what it cost them to make the game and they sell online stuff, which you can always like. You can always ding people for little online patches, even to a sports game. Like little, on, there could be little like in-game purchases. I I don't understand the appeal of those, but people who play games a lot more than I do seem to. I'm just thinking too. Oh, pay us five dollars, and suddenly a I'm, booster's going to cough up two million dollars no, to keep the quarterback I'm and just, star receiver. I'm just thinking if I'm trying to think of a player who's in college football next year, who's not going to the NFL, who's still a reasonably big uh, name player. But if you're a star player and you're only getting 600 bucks, can you say, no, I don't want to take the money, leave my name out of the game? No, I think it's better for you that your name's in the game, right? No, but I'm saying if you thought you were getting lowballed and you didn't want the 600 bucks and you tried to... Oh, negotiate outside that. Yeah, and you said, you know what, don't put me in the game then. What do they do? They just replace you with a generic QBs, guy? QBs, well, well, they do what Tecmo Super Bowl did for that QB NES. You'd be QB whatever your number is. But wait, with the... But if it, it can't have your likeness. likeness. Yeah, you're right. The likeness part of this gets very weighty. Name, image, and then likeness. So do they have to That's do... That's how they got in trouble in the first place. Man. With that O'Bannon. So I actually... Hold on, I think, I think I know how this worked in the one game uh, that had a famous player who did not want to be uh, used. Yep. All right. In MVP Baseball 2005, this is John, John Dowd. This is the Barry Bonds. <laughs> I knew you two psychos as yeah. soon as I remember what game they had. Barry Bonds was not in the union. was not in the union. Did not so could not be included in the game. They made from now. I'm looking at this. Correct me if I'm wrong. A white right-handed hitter, yeah. with all of Barry Bonds' stats, wearing number 51, and named him John Dowd. Like, yep. If Quinn Ewers says to them, "I don't want 600 bucks in a game. I want more," they just say, "Okay, we'll replace you with so do, a so, generic player." So they do they do the same thing that like MVP Baseball did, which was you go the complete opposite. So it would be a black quarterback for Texas with just a completely random name that is not anyone else in college football's name, and you give them all of Quinn Ewers' stats and make them a, a lefty, I guess, You can't right? even give them all the stats. No, well... Because that's still back to the likeness thing, Chris. But couldn't that be a very subjective thing? Like, would, how would anybody know this is what you were going to rate Quinn Ewers? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.